Welcome to the Addiction Connection Podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, and we are doing a special series on the myths of addiction. And I am joined by a dear friend, Jim Quigley from Freedom Farm Ministries. Howdy there, Jim. Hey, Mark. <laughs> hey, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. You're always uh, a little bit on the edge, and I, and I like, kind of like that about you. <laughs> I live I live life dangerously, my friend. You, Always on the edge. You do. Yeah, well, this, this is going to be good. Well, let me uh, just set this up a little bit for those who haven't listened to the series yet, and I hope you'll go back and do that if you haven't already. But what we're covering are 10 myths that Dr. Lance Dodes presented in a book called The Heart of Addiction. I have a book by the same name. He has a book by this same name. There's no copyright infringement. Somebody asked me about that and titles of books. Anybody can name anything, any, you know, we, you and I should pick a title of a book that's a bestseller and just write a book together, Jim. Maybe we'll call it the purpose driven life or something like that. And we'll just, (laughs) (laughs) we'll make zillions. Right. Um, but, but Lance Dodes has this book and he's a secular guy. He doesn't account for spiritual things. But these myths are things that uh, we agree with, and so we're going through them, but we're trying to help people to see that these myths need to go further. So we agree that this is a myth, but we're going to talk about Scripture and uh, debunk the myth from more of a biblical perspective than Dr. Dodes does. So I always appreciate a guy who's secular, he's not a Christian, but he's thinking about the truth and and what these things are. And so I always appreciate that kind of approach, even though I probably wouldn't agree with um, his premise and where he's going with this, because I, I believe he's just, um, he's misguided because he doesn't know Christ. He doesn't believe the Bible, but that's okay. We still love him and we'll pray for him and, uh, and uh, thank the Lord for his work. So that's where we are with this. I want to start with Proverbs chapter 3, Verses 5 through 8, this is a familiar passage for many of you. I know it's one of my favorites. It says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And so our very first myth is where Dr. Dodes, myth number four, it says this, you need to surrender. That's a myth, according to Dr. Dodes. And Jim, I'll let you start unless you want me to keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, what I wanted to say uh, first was uh, I think even before, yes, yeah, before I met you, um, I was a pretty pretty avid uh, NPR listener for for some time. I. I don't typically listen to it much anymore, um, but uh, I went through a pretty big season. I was listening, and hey, I was listening. Doctor Dodes was on there, and I went back because he was thinking of it. And um, uh, there, there is uh, you can go on Google right now, and there is a uh, five minute. It's like five, it's like exactly five minute uh, recording of him on NPR it's, uh, about his book, Debunking the Bad Science of 12-Step Programs. And 
I have that saved on my phone. And I don't know how many times that I've been sitting down with people and I, and I've played it and I've appreciated him. That five minutes is so packed full of, of just, just really good information. And I've, I, like you, I've always appreciated him because he definitely is not a, um, a believer. Um, but he's, he's like saying a lot of the same things that, that I believe in that, uh, you know, there's this idea that, that AA has the market helping people. And it's just simply not true. There's just, there's no truth by it. And he's been trying to tell people that for a long time. I mean, even in that five minute thing, he, uh, uh, five minute talk he has, the uh, interviewer asks him like, well, what about these people that say their lives have been changed by, uh, saved by AA? And he says, well, they're not lying. And it has. I, I tell you, the majority. And, uh, and I've always appreciated that about it. Getting to the surrender thing. Um, this is, this is, uh, something that you, if you're a Christian, you can do this. Um, but it's really hard to a person that doesn't understand the basic entity. And what I mean by this, um, I always ask people, um, uh, to try to think about AA this way. Um, you know, they, they acknowledge a spiritual problem and they acknowledge to help uh, you with your spiritual problem that there is a higher power. Um, and, you know, it actually says God uh, uh, many times in, in the AA program. And you need to surrender, according to them, you need to surrender to God, right? Um, so I always ask people, you know, so how do you basically, uh, surrender and have a relationship, uh, to God in the AA program? And, uh, you know, usually I get a look, you know, because, uh, they're, they're wanting to know where I'm going with this. And, you know, the basic answer is, is that you yourself do these steps, Right. And if you, this is where I, you need to understand Christianity because it sounds really close, right? It sounds, well, yeah, you know, we do need to surrender to God. We need to, we need to, um, die to ourselves. You know, that's the, the kind of an idea of surrender. But in the AA system, you do that on your own, right? Mm. And that's the, that's the point of the AA system. You, Jim Quigley, Mark Shaw, does the, does the step. And then you surrender and you are um, attributed for your at having this relationship with God through your work, which they can describe as, you know, uh, surrender. Uh, but it just yeah. completely uh, is it, it's a complete antithesis to Christianity. Christianity says you on your own, right, cannot do this, right? right. I'm thinking primarily John 15, you know, apart from the vine, can you do anything? Absolutely not. So something needs to happen in order for you to die to yourself, in order for you to, in the Christian uh, mindset, surrender. You need to have a regenerating Holy Spirit affect your heart. And then you're in a constant state of, I guess, surrendering. I don't know if I'm using it, the word properly, but 
a constant state of dying to yourself, a constant state. So the thing about the thing about AA um, when it comes to using words surrender and trying to kind of get close to the Christian concept is that it's it's based on this sense of false humility. You can't have true humility without knowing Christ, in my opinion. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you're surrendering, you know, if we if we use another word that's very popular in uh, Christianity, um, it, a, a concept of repentance, right? So the whole idea of surrender, kind of turning, if the, if the word repentance means to turn from and turn to, right? Uh, the whole idea of surrender uh, and turning to God in the AA system is based on a worldly sorrow. And this mm. is what Paul explicitly talks out against uh, in Corinthians. He says that that path leads to death, right? So the big missing piece in it all is uh, is godly sorrow, which is... Uh, which is uh, uh, caused by supernatural uh, regeneration of the heart, which is uh, influenced by a true humility, right? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think so. I, I think like what you're talking about, the word surrender, it's the same word being used, but it's got really two different meanings. And their meaning is you surrender um, by your own exerted willpower, <clears throat> you know, right. your, your own. And that's Dr. Dode's approach too, I think, is like someone doesn't need to surrender and give up. They need to take control and manage their own life, and they can do that in recovery, working the steps. That's what you're saying is how they teach it. So it's like willpower, positive uh, power, re, you know, I'm relinquishing control to this, so-called higher power that I choose, by the way, so I'm really the higher power. Um, you know, right. I'm higher than that power because I chose that higher power. So I'm, I'm, but they're taking control, managing their own life. And that's Dodes's idea here is the word surrender in his sense is a myth because you really need to take control, manage your life. And you're saying the 12 step people say, no, you surrender, but you do it by working the steps. So you're, they're actually kind of saying the same thing. I think, um, like Absolutely. that's what the surrender is, but we know biblically surrendering is, you know, what we read in Proverbs three, verse five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. So you're, you're not wise in your own eyes. You're fearing the Lord, turning away from evil it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And the word surrender in the dictionary means to cease resistance to an enemy. And like you said, that's part of it. But the other part is then to submit to uh, their authority. And so you're kind of like, we need people to surrender to Christ, to quit resisting him and the Holy Spirit, and now surrender and get on board with him and submit to his authority. Yeah, it's I've I've been accused many times of overthinking it, okay, and and there's probably a lot of that true about my life, but I really just think that that's just a silly accusation, and it's usually a, just a defense on 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 please don't say anything negative about this thing that's helped 
you know, there's there's this illusion that that this has helped so many millions of people, right? This this system, right. you know, you shouldn't say something bad about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's why I appreciate Dodes because he acknowledges, yeah, it, it helps some people, but you know, statistically speaking, this is a terrible. I think in that that <laughs> in that I, I I get this concept of he's like, you know, they have like a five to ten percent success rate. He's like. You know, in the medical field, we would say this is terrible, right? Yeah. I mean, what if you had what if you had cancer and you went up to somebody and said, "Hey, good news, we have this <laughs> treatment for you." Only about five to ten percent of people survive, but you know, it's fantastic news. He said, <laughs> "No, we would we would appreciate that it helps five to ten percent people, but we would be looking for something else, right? Right. We want to get better results, right? And that's an argument Dodes is making." through his writing and his study or by the way, for anybody listening, this guy's been doing this for like 30 years. I mean, yeah. he's not like new to the game here, you know? <laughs> and isn't he a psychiatrist? Yeah, he is. He's a psychiatrist. Yeah. He's like a licensed psychiatrist and everything. So it's not like he's just some, you know, Yahoo say anything, but this is something that people always say I'm overthinking and it's just not, it's simply, it's simply the way a, that whole system is based. And this is why I see it more as a lot of times it could be harmful, okay? But a person that goes to those groups needs to be saved from their life, right? So they go into a spiritual program that says you need to be saved. The way to be saved is to have this relationship with God. The way to have this relationship with God is to walk this path, right? That's right. Who is responsible to walk the path you are? How do you do it by your strength and power? So you do need to be saved. Who is it that saves you? You do. That's the whole circle. That you, you, that's the completed circle of that whole thinking. They acknowledge you need to be saved, and you become your savior. <laughs> and that's, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Because, Mark, are you good at saving yourself? Horrible. I'm terrible at it, too. <laughs> and that was what Jesus said. That's what he was talking to people about when he was walking this earth. He's like, look, you guys all think you're safe because you followed the steps, right? I mean, right. I know I'm, I'm really taking liberty, but the, what was he talking to the, the Pharisees about? He's like, look, you, you have my father's uh, law, my law, right? And what have you done? You've thought it's a pathway to salvation, to God, and you've Root it all up. It never was, and that's in that's in Galatians. You know, you, 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 if there was a law given that could give life, then yes, life indeed would be found through the law. Um, and he says, but it's not. It's it's faith. And what is it? The faith need to start at needs to start at saying that I cannot save myself. I, on my own power, cannot do this. I have to look outside myself. I need supernatural help. Um, that does not exist in that program, in that thinking. So at best, if somebody is a non-believer working the program, what that program can do is make them a Pharisee. That's right. Boy, that's good. And, and that's not true surrender. That's not true surrender. That's, 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 um, that's effort. not the surrender in a Christian mind, mindset. That is, exerting effort and towing the line. Right. It's just another works-based way 
to get to heaven and get to be spiritual, and and it just drives me crazy um, because it's, it does. But then you then you throw in the curveball of people that are believers that go in there. Like I have I have people close to me that that go to AA meetings and they find lots. Of, and you know you have friends that do. Oh, we yeah. have people that we associate with that go, and because they do understand. Um, their relationship on God is dependent on on God, not them and their efforts. AA becomes more of a pathway for for a discipline and sanctification um, because it's based it's based fundamentally in their heart and mind on something that doesn't exist within that path itself. Right. So they they bring something into it, so it it does benefit them, but it's not something that can be found within that philosophy itself. That's right. So this myth, number four, you need to surrender. We're saying it's a myth because the way they're saying to surrender is by exerting willpower, you know, in a wrong way and relearning to exhibit your willpower in a, in a positive way and to take control of your life and manage your life. And that's not surrender at all. Biblically speaking, it really is giving up and saying, God, I, I surrender to you, and I'm going to submit myself to you and ask your spirit to empower me to be, transform, to be transformed day by day. That's true biblical surrender, not, con, you know, and really it's embracing God's word, which is not the AA self-help way. I mean, I hate, I, you know, like you say, we have friends and people close to us that we love who some are Christians and they're in the AA system, the AA program. Um, and it's very much group think, you know, with all the slogans and all that kind of thing. But these are people we love. We know they're in it. We're not, we're not trying to bash them. But what we're saying is a lot of the things in that program are anti-biblical. They're not biblical constructs. They're more self-righteous, uh, self-works constructs that are trying to help people to, to be clean and sober. We get that. Um, but I like, I like Dodes. Like Dodes says, you know, AA claims to help everybody, but really it only helps 5 to 10%. And he says, you know, he doesn't claim that his way helps everybody. Um, you know, there's still 90% of the people who are failing in an AA system that need other help and other things. And what we would say is we claim our system, our approach is really just the one way. It, it's through Jesus Christ. It's through his word. It's not through all these different approaches that if you want, you know, secular help to be sober, we'll go to Dodes or go to 12 Steps or go to this or go to that. There's all these different ways to get sober. Um, we're saying really the, the message is beyond being clean and sober it's beyond recovery. It's becoming a Christ follower, being transformed by the power of Christ and learning to submit, surrender to him, to take on his yoke, his burden, um, you know, which is easy and light, and, um, and to follow him exclusively. Really, he's the only one true God. And, uh, and, and I don't apologize for that. I mean, and, and I'm not going to say that everybody's going to find that and do that because some reject, but that is the way to salvation. That's the only path. So, um, good, good stuff. I do think it's, 
Oh, I good. do think it's important, though, also, um, as you were, we were talking about this, you know, we speak, I speak on, uh, on our side on what surrender is in the Christian life. Like it's, you know, I, I hopefully we make the, the distinction that it's different um, uh, than what they're saying over there. But I, but I, I think it's, a, I think it's appropriate to acknowledge that the Christian path is not like, it's not like once you understand it, it's simple. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was, I, it's not like easy. I mean, there, I do have mental issues myself when it comes to uh, surrendering, dying to myself on a daily basis. Right. Even though I'm a, I'm a professing Christian, I fail in this all the time. That's what kind of makes me so passionate about speaking about this, this philosophy over here, this spiritual philosophy over here that, that, Basically, without Christ, it's, it's encouraging you to be the source of your surrender. Mm. Because in Christianity, even though I know that I am not the source of the power, right. even though I know I'm not, I still fail in it. Right? Yeah. How many times have I, you know, taught a good class and pat myself on the back and be like, "Man, I'm." hot stuff, you know, or <laughs> how many times have I had a good day of saying no to sin and said, Hey, you know what? I'm pretty thinking good today. You know? Yeah. Um, does that make sense to you? I, I want you to understand that this, this is something that this, this, this why in that, in that proverb, in all of your ways, acknowledge him in all of your ways. That means when you're really struggling in life, right? You have to acknowledge him. But man, especially when you're doing really well, right? Because that's where it gets real tricky for Christians. How many times that, you know, I'm having a good day, good week, good year, and I start to really puff myself up with pride because look how good I've been doing. I've been saying no to this sin that used to I used to struggle with, and you know what I mean. This is uh, this is something I want. I just don't want people to think that uh, Christianity is uh, is easy. Um, um, uh, this is something I actually learned in AA. It's simple to understand, but it's not easy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, let's go to myth number five. Are you ready? Absolutely. You should count your days of sobriety, and Dode says that's a myth, and we would agree with that. So why do we agree with that, Jim? <laughs> well, this is something that actually is on that five-minute NPR interview um, that he talks about. And ever since the first time I've heard it, this has been marinating in my mind over and over and over again. Um, because I really think Dodes was onto something big here. And I've had discussion with you about this uh, um, over, over our friendship. And, um, yes, yeah, so he points out this, this thing that happens in twelve step groups is where you you get you get tokens, you get chips um, to celebrate uh, periods of sobriety. So you have the surrender trip chip for just for today, just for today. Then you have a thirty day chip. You get uh, a ninety day chip and a six month chip, and then a nine month chip, and then an eight uh, one year chip, and then I think they have an eighteen month chip. I'm not, I'm not sure. Or yeah. after the year, it's just every year. You just get a new chip every year. And they start, when you get up to that point, they start giving you actual metal medallions that say the number on them. Right. <laughs> and 
he points out that, uh, you know, let's say someone's got six months, right? They just got their six months chip and then they relapse and then they're back to zero again. And he says he thinks that the chip system actually does more harm than good. Mm. And when he first said that, I was like, he's so right. I mean, he's so <laughs> right because it's, it's exactly what it does. It's exactly what it does. I don't, I don't know how many times I myself, when I was in that program and people I know actually tried to hide their relapse just because they didn't want to go back and pick the white chip back up again. Does that yeah, make sense? Right. And the whole, the whole system is meant to do what I was just talking about is to create humility. And this is the big failure um, of this philosophy. You cannot create in yourself humility. You just can't <laughs> do it. That's the whole purpose of this thing. It's like, well, it's good. They need to be reminded. Look, that's what the, yes, you pick up the white, you have to be humble and go pick up the white chips again. Well, you're trying to be humble through your own strength and power. That's the point of the chip system. It's trying to create this sense of humility that you can't do, humanly speaking, without uh, supernatural change. It's just, it's just impossible to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really good. That's, you know, it, it's, it's not, we're not saying it's necessarily a bad thing to count your days. You know, it depends on the heart motive for counting those days. But I do think, like, I remember someone who was just so focused on getting their year, getting their year, getting their year. And so they got their year, got their chip, had their big, you know, celebration in their mind. It wasn't long after that that they chose to relapse and sin again, you know? And um, yeah. it was like it was like that was such a big thing in their mind to get that, that now the pressure's off. Now I can kind of, you know, uh, go back to doing what I want to do. And I know it's a little different than your point, but I think that's some of the danger of this is like, you know, any days we have are all because of the glory of God and the power of God. It's not ourselves. And so I just want to see people pursuing um, these goals of sobriety and after a year or whatever for the glory of God. It's like 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And 2 Corinthians 5, 9 so whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. So if that's motivating you, count your days all you want, but don't try to you know count these days and think that you're doing it because that does foster pride in yourself and and not humility and and there's no way uh, to do that. So uh, by yourself, you need to become like Christ and you need the work of the Holy Spirit in you to do that very thing. And so um, that's interesting. Dodes doesn't like that. And and I think he's right about the slip. Like he calls a relapse a slip. And so if somebody slips and they've relapsed, then, you know, he doesn't endorse the punishment of it. And I think that's the thing too, is like if somebody uses after a year of sobriety, like the person I talked about just focused in on that, once they used, it was like, okay, you used, you blew it, but you know what? 
you don't have to start over in, in your relationship with Christ because you're in Christ. That doesn't right. have to be reset. You're in him, you know, and there's grace. And it's like, whoa, what do I do with that? Do I do two chips now, one chip when I got saved and another chip when I'm sober because I just blew it and, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, I, I think, you know, I liked your idea once of like somebody gets a chip, say 30 days of sobriety, they take the chip, they go to the cross, and they lay it back down at the cross, and they say, I yep. got this because of you, Lord. Yeah, it, exactly. So um, so the, the chip thing, if you're in a program that is fostering self-will, right, and they're giving you reward for self-will, right, let's say this, this literally happened to me. I had multiple years of self-will. So what is your, what is your mindset? Your mindset is just the identity that look at this, look at this symbol of my self-will. We call that self-righteousness in Christianity, right? I have towed the line. I have done this. Uh, look, I have, I have, um, I have, uh, evidence. I have this chip that says mm, that I've done this, right? Right. And I have all the accolades from the people around me that have witnessed me do this. I have done this. What happens when you relapse with that mindset? Those multiple years of self-righteousness now become multiple years of a crushing weight on top of you. Right. The reason why it does that is because it took you years to get there. Mm. And just to get back to zero, it's going to take you years to get back. That makes sense, right? So it's just a it's a giant, and that's that's literally what happened to me. I had six years of sobriety, and when I relapsed, basically I had six years of crushing self righteousness keeping me down, and I stayed in a relapse mark for five years. Wow! Because because all in my mind was like, it took me six years to get there. It's going to take at least six years to get back there before I can even start feeling accomplished again. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's the way it works in my mind. That's why I wanted you to do these. And I think these two do fit together. You know, you were talking about that before the podcast about how these fit together. And you can see that because it's all self work, you know, self-righteousness works based sobriety and, and really spirituality in, in a sense in the program and it's all based on self, and you can just see how these two are tied together, myths four and five. Right. And the, the, uh, the idea that I originally had was, so uh, I think it's good to acknowledge goals. If somebody is acknowledging, um, in all our ways, acknowledge him, if we are doing that and we are reaching goals like 30 days, 90 days, I think that's great. Right. And that was my first idea that you should, you should acknowledge that, and then you're acknowledging God by putting it before the cross or putting it, you know, making some statement. You know, I got this 30 days, but it's only him that got me there. You're making a statement that it's not me, and it's bringing people to think that way. Like, I even recently even further about it, and this came from the John 15 I mentioned earlier, you know, vine and branches thing. What if buddy is in the program, right? And you have like a, maybe you have like a vine. And once you join uh, your group, 
you know, you be, you become, you, you get a branch with your name on it in the group and there are 30, 60, 90, you know, there's, there's, there's places to put fruit on the vine. This is a little ceremony we do, right? When someone's working and what if there's someone does relapse, right? They're in their six months, but once they, when they relapse, they, they called their, their mentor, their discipler, and they said, look, I really made some poor choices and I, I messed up. I went back to my substance. Wouldn't that be something to brag about? Like brag on God about? It's like, look, this person has struggled for years with this substance. They had a relapse um, within their first six months. We're putting fruit on their vine today because they repented. They came and we, we did business with God. So you're not going backwards. You're not like removing fruit from someone's vine because admitting that you've done wrong, admitting that you've sinned is fruit. That That is something to acknowledge, right? So this whole idea that if we ever maybe design something like that where we get a vine and you know, even if people did relapse, you know, but if they dealt with it the way we need to deal with it, that would be something to acknowledge during those ceremonies um, when you're acknowledging the time that they're spending in discipleship, because basically what's being fostered in the other system is this system of discipleship that's either perfection or non-perfection. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they say that kind of against what they say. They said we practice um, progress. We, we acknowledge progress, not perfection. Maybe that's NA progress, not perfection. But within that, they say that, but, what happens whenever you are imperfect? You go back to zero and you got to work all the way again. And every time you get, every time you're not perfect, you go back to zero again. So in this other system, if you're acknowledging um, people rightly handling um, their imperfections, that is fruit also to acknowledge while they're in the larger uh, 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 process of discipleship, because, Christianity boasts of discipleship being very messy and ugly and, and hard. And, you know, I mean, you ever read some of those letters in the new Testament of the churches? I mean, <laughs> they were, they're doing some pretty horrendous stuff. You know? Definitely. Anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. So, well, the, this is really good. And, uh, I always like, to have you on just because I like how you think. But uh, here you're talking about not only biblical truth, but you're even talking about your personal experience, which that was such a good point about the crushing weight. If I've done this, then when I fail, I've done that, and it's it, and it's crushing. And you had six years sobriety, and then uh, you had the five years of of relapse and just shame and and guilt, but that that's true of Christianity. You know, we can't lose our salvation. God gives it to us. We can rest in that. We don't have to continue to work to try to please Him and earn His pleasure and hope that we don't sin and blow it and lose our salvation. And I just love that doctrine, that truth that we don't lose our salvation. God gives it. And it's secure, and we are firmly in His grip. We we can't fall away from that, and um, and that's what I like about the Bible. That I think uh, that biblical teaching right there helps us 
with both of these myths to kind of debunk them too, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. The gospel is something totally other. And when yes. you try to replicate it and try to try to try to to to, to make something kind of gospelish but inviting to other systems like the, the whole twelve step philosophy has done, you, you can't make something that's just totally unique. Unique look, God loves us even when we mess up. And and that's the beauty of the gospel, right? That's what creates the true humility in us, right? That he continues to love me even when I screw up. And um, that's just a, it's hard it's hard to communicate that message in any other way without acknowledging the basis of why God loves me is because he has he has paid for my screw up. Yeah, <laughs> and I believe. You know, um, this is apart from my record. When you have a system that's based on record, um, you're just never going to be able to communicate true, true, the true gospel to people. That's right. All right. Well, we have uh, run out of time, but I want to thank you, Jim, for being on the podcast today. Thank you, brother. Always a pleasure. And I want to thank our listeners. Uh, keep listening to this Special series on these 10 myths of addiction. Dr. Lance Dodes wrote The Heart of Addiction. He also wrote a book called The Sober Truth, debunking the bad science behind 12-step programs in the rehab industry. And this is not a guy who claims to be a Christian, but boy, he brings some solid uh, thoughts and evidence to uh, help us to understand that really we know it's the biblical approach that is the one that works to really transform the heart. And so appreciate what you do at Freedom Farm Ministries, Jim, and uh, sharing the hope of the gospel with the heart of the addicted. And thank you for listening again. Tune in to the next episode where we take on myths six and seven or next time. Thanks for tuning in. Take care and God bless.